This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, January 29th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. Fans of the president's immigration stance routinely assert that the criminal element among immigrants is a key concern. In that case, there's good news. Immigrants are generally far less likely than native-born Americans to commit crime. Cato's Alex Narasta discusses the data. One of the main arguments against liberalizing uh, immigration or even keeping the same level of immigration that we've had for uh, for years is this idea of criminal immigrants, that immigrants are more likely to be criminals than Americans. Let's figure out what does the data say about that? The data says the opposite. The vast amount of research on this topic comes to basically one of two conclusions. Uh, the first is that immigrants are about the same level of criminality as natives. Uh, that's uh, the less likely finding. The most likely is that immigrants are far less likely to commit crimes, to be incarcerated, or to cause crime rates to increase in areas where they live relative to native-born Americans. Okay, so let's let's try to understand exactly why that is. Um, one, a, a great many immigrants who are in the United States are here illegally. A great many are, and they want to stay here and work uh, illegally. They, of course, prefer to be legal, but one of the best ways to get identified, to be arrested, and to be deported from the United States is to actually commit a crime. So there are a lot of them just as, as much as possible avoid that type of behavior. They don't engage in crimes as a result uh, because for them, the punishment is actually a lot greater than it is for native-born Americans. If you or I commit a crime, we get convicted, we serve our time, uh, we're released. For them, it's the same thing. You know, they're convicted, serve their time, they're released, but then they're deported. And they're deported back to a place they don't want to go, where their earnings are a lot less, where it's a lot more dangerous. So it's sort of economics 101. The cost for them of committing a crime is just significantly higher. So probably um, that's one major reason why they don't do it. Another theory is that people who tend to commit crimes usually don't think about the long term very much. Um, They're not sort of long-term goals-oriented thinkers, let me put it that way. However, um, immigrants are people who make sort of long-term investments in themselves by immigrating. You know, there's a short-term cost, move away from your family, uh, the culture you're familiar with, have to learn a new language. But in the long term, you make a lot more money and it's a good investment. Um, Those types of people just are not likely to make sort of -of spur-of-the-moment decisions that uh, could turn into ruining their lives for really no good reason. They're more sort of long-term thinkers. So for both of those reasons, immigrants, are le- uh, especially illegal immigrants, are less likely to commit crimes than native-born Americans. So what do we know about uh, incarceration rates between legal and illegal immigrants and uh, native-born Americans? So let me begin by saying just uh, a lot of the data out there doesn't differentiate between illegal immigrants and legal immigrants. It's just not possible. They don't ask about that in the census. And even if they did ask if you're an illegal immigrant, I don't think people would answer honestly. So it's not 
it wouldn't be useful even if it was there. So a lot of studies are based on sort of that mixing, that combined data. And what they find is that immigrants, all immigrants, are much less likely to be incarcerated than native-born Americans. What we did here at Cato in uh, March 2017 in a paper we published called Criminal Immigrants, Their Numbers, Demographics, and Countries of Origin, we used a a residual statistical technique to look at those who are in prison in the census data and in the American Community Survey data. And there are lots of answers that people give in this survey that are consistent with being an illegal immigrant or basically mark you as not being an illegal immigrant. So what we do is we apply this commonly used method that other people use to study illegal immigrants in other areas to the incarcerated population. And we find that uh, the native-born incarceration rate is 1.53%. The illegal immigrant incarceration rate is 0.85%. So it's much lower than the native-born rate. And that the legal immigrant incarceration rate is 0.47%. So what what accounts for that, uh, the legal immigrant incarceration rate? Is it just that they... I mean, if, if we're using these ideas about why uh, immigrants are less likely to commit crimes than native-born Americans, is it just that legal immigrants have a have made a legal investment in being here? So what's interesting is when you take a look further into this data um, of illegal immigrant crime rates and incarceration rates, um, if you subtract all of the people who are in prison for only immigration offenses, then the illegal incarceration rate is the exact same as the illegal one. So that difference can be accounted for by merely the fact that they broke um, immigration laws. So what of the what of the argument that uh, I hear some people make, but I don't I don't guess it's made very seriously by uh, some uh, the high level people who talk about immigration, but it is that well these people are criminals, uh, so many of them, or should say illegal immigrants, are by definition criminals. So most immigration laws, if you break them, they're actually not criminal offenses. They are civil offenses. So being illegally present in the United States um, is a civil offense. The punishment is not jail time for that. The punishment is uh, deportation or removal. Now, if you cross the border illegally by either committing fraud uh, by lying about your name or something like that, or by just you know running through the desert, that is um, a crime, technically. But overstaying a visa is not a crime, and that's how about half of them got into the United States. But that's just you know technical legal definitions. I think when most people think of crimes, they don't think of breaking a labor market regulation or some border regulation. What they think of is violent crimes or property crimes, uh, crimes where there's a victim. Uh, so when people say that you know these illegal immigrants are all criminals by definition, that's not technically legally true, for one thing. And secondly, that is not what most people think about when they think about actual criminals. I mean, these types of laws are not the same as laws that protect people from actual uh, co- coercion. Now, and yeah, because you have no, no victim that you can point to necessarily for breaking a labor market law, 
uh, and I arguably you have at least one beneficiary, which is the person paying them to do the work. That's right, uh, and the person who's being paid. So, um, you know, if we want to limit it to just the uh, Americans and think that okay, only native-born Americans or only legal Americans are the ones that count, and we shouldn't care about. Um, illegal immigrants at all, well, they wouldn't be here if there wasn't an American or a legal immigrant who wanted to hire them or sell them goods and services or rent them an apartment or anything like that. So anything we do to punish these illegal immigrants for uh, breaking these labor market regulations will also negatively affect these other people who benefit from selling and trading and doing business with them. It's as if we're living in worlds where the facts really are at odds with how uh, immigration is talked about. Uh, you know, if you watch Fox News for a sufficient amount of time, you're going to see stories about uh, dreamers, uh, people uh, who are beneficiaries of the the DACA program, who, despite not having been convicted, you know, th- there is a, this, I guess. Uh, thinking that this, these are some, some of these are just really bad people, and we need to be very concerned about letting them into the United States. Even if you assume that uh, the vast majority are here to work, they're here to be productive, they're here to contribute uh, and benefit themselves uh, in a legal way, uh, what do you say to people who say, well, it's just not worth the risk? Well, I'd say the benefits vastly outweigh the uh, the hazards and the downsides because they are much less likely to uh, commit these types of offenses that are serious, these types of crimes, to be incarcerated for them. The areas that they move to have lower crime rates after that, and there's really no difference in reporting these crime rates in areas. That's an argument that pro-immigration people make that's wrong is that uh, if you have strict immigration enforcement in an area, then uh, immigrants will be less likely to report crimes to the police. And that's just not true. We don't see any evidence of that at all. So that's an argument my side is wrong on. But I think that the thing you're really getting at is why is it news when an illegal immigrant who on average is, you know, the, the typical one is much less likely to commit these crimes. Why is that such big news when they do when a native-born American does the same thing and nobody pays attention? because it happens every day. And I think there's a sense among some people where they think, well, this crime was preventable because this person could have been stopped from coming into the United States, whereas there's really nothing that you can do, or at least they think you can do, about native-born Americans who are criminals. But I think that's a, a, a terrible way to think. If that's your way of thinking, then you should never allow any foreigner in the U.S. under any circumstances, even if they'd be willing to pay $10 billion or something, because there's just the chance that they could pre- commit a crime, and that crime is preventable by immigration policy. We need to take a look at the costs of keeping these people out and the benefits of letting them in, and crime is certainly one of those costs of um, – or at least goes on the cost-benefit side of letting them in, and we need to weigh those. When you take a look at all the costs and benefits of letting people into the United States, the benefits vastly outweigh the costs. Alex Narasta is an immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.